This is Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z. We've chosen 52 squares at random from the Lincoln A to Z street map. E and And now we have to go to all 52 and make a program about each and every one. Lincoln A to Lincoln Z. Lincoln A to Z. Each week we'll be setting off on our trusty bikes to find a different grid. Lincoln A to Z. We could find ourselves in a leafy residential area, a bustling city street, or a completely empty field. We'll present our findings every week here on Siren FM as we uncover Lincoln one grid at a time. Lincoln A to Z. 52 grids, two men, one map, no clue. Yeah, that's correct. This is Lincoln A to Z on Siren 107.3 FM in and around Lincoln. Or if you're unfortunate enough not to be in this area, then we're on sirenonline.co.uk where you can also watch us on the webcam. And you'll notice I've just, uh, if you're watching the webcam, I've just taken a pencil from behind my ear. Uh, it looked like I was about to do some woodwork or not, but I thought I'd best uh, start presenting a radio programme. I am Paul Tyler and our producer that I have, have no derogatory introduction for this week, uh, which makes a refreshing change, is Johnny Hoare. Hello, Johnny. Hello there. Hello. That's very uh, pleasant. Hi. No, no, I thought, I, I thought I'd surprise you by it. You know, it's, it's conspicuous by its absence yeah. almost, isn't it? Uh, so if you could click that little mouse that plays the audio for the grid selection, please. Hello, my name is Luke. I have lived in Lincoln for 18 years, and I think Lincoln has um, not many opportunities. Right. V9. Greetwell. Greetwell Farm. Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. V9. Uh, you're listening to Lincoln A to Z here on Siren 107.3 FM. Uh, this is the programme where uh, the programme's producer, Johnny Hall, and I, uh, well, we, we pop around. We've uh, selected 52 grids at random. Joe Public pulled these grids out of a hat from the Lincoln A to Z map, uh, and it's our job to make an hour and a half programme about each and every one. Uh, sometimes that includes uh, quite a bit of music, sometimes less so. And uh, pleased to say, actually, I think with this episode... It's about 50-50, <laughs> so we've, we've, we've struck the balance exactly right here. Uh, so V9, Johnny, tell me what's in V9. Okay, V9 is Greetwell Hall Farm, so you've got Greetwell Hall Farm itself, Greetwell Hall, uh, a little bit of Greetwell Lane and Greetwell Road. Superb. Uh, it's all about Greetwell, then, you could say, couldn't you? Very, very Greetwell heavy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, I, it is. Uh, and uh, stay tuned, stay tuned. I hate it when people say that, Johnny. Uh, okay, keep listening. Oh, the history, the history of this uh, of this particular grid is absolutely fascinating. That's coming up uh, in, in in a short period of time. Uh, now, if you know about any of this or any of the other grids uh, that we've randomly selected, please let us know. You can email us Lincoln A to Z at sirenonline.co.uk. Uh, you can find us on the Facebook, and of course, we're on Twitter. Hashtag Lincoln A to Z. And uh, so now is the Siren FM studio direct to us here. Uh, which is at Studio Siren FM. Uh, and to find out which grids we've uh, we've looked at and where we're going, there's our fabulous website. LincolnAtoZ.co.uk And on there you'll find a podcast uh, from each of our programmes that we've already done. OK, now uh, to the grid. And following recent grid visits, in which Johnny and I have been, for want of a better word, moaning, relief is amongst us, because I, at least, am really enjoying myself at last. V9, and I, I currently, I think this is perhaps going to turn out to be my particular favourite grid of the series. Uh, I have made my mind about that yet. Uh, ask me at the end of the series, Johnny. 
and I'll probably say somewhere else like Cherry or somewhere like that. But this, uh, where we are now, this is this is this is great. This is where we should be on a Thursday when everyone else is at work, when everyone's just stuck in a stuffy office. Uh, this is this is where we should be. Out on a sunny day, it's almost like a spring day. Uh, actually, right, it's like bang in the middle of winter, but it is a beautiful uh, day, and we find ourselves. Uh, for the first time, I think, while we've been out on our journeys, certainly consciously, uh, we find ourselves on the Viking Way. So the place where we stood is kind of the uh, the join of where Greetwell Road ends and Fiskerton Road uh, begins. That takes you out, Cherry, Fisco, uh, Short Ferry, all those sort of, that sort of way out. There's the back of beyond, and you can actually see the back of beyond from here. You can see Bardney uh, Sugarbeet. Like I say, it's a wonderful day, and really, you can see right across Lincolnshire, right across the Lincolnshire walls to the north of us, uh, the red arrows are currently burning money out of the back of the <laughs> back of the exhaust, making making really rather wonderful shapes in the sky. Um, but this this is really a place to be, isn't it, Johnny? It is quite nice. Yeah, I'll give you that. It's, quite, it's quite nice. Pleasant. Quite yeah. nice. No, 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 no. I'm not having this. <laughs> I, Johnny, oh, Johnny, you frustrate me sometimes. Uh, we're looking down on Greetwell Hall which is a really rather magnificent building uh, just next to uh, All Saints is it All Saints Church was that signed for? Uh, hang yeah. on yeah uh, no, I did my research before I came out here but I've forgotten it I'm, I'm blown away by just how, how nice this place is I did uh, once attempt with my wife to walk the uh, Viking Way Really? Yeah. So you've we, been here before, have you? I've not been here, no, because yeah. we didn't get this far. You didn't, <laughs> we failed. <laughs> we failed abysmally. We got a train up to Barn upon Humber, uh, under the, underneath the Humber Bridge, that's where we began our walk. Uh, and we got all the way down to Tealby, um, at which point my wife gave up, not me. I was happy to carry on. Now, uh, she's not here to defend herself, Johnny. No, um, no. You know I'll be asking questions about this. Yeah, but the next village along had a pub, and I wanted to at least get to that. Yeah. We could have stayed the night, but... Uh, no, she she'd had enough, so we uh, we got the bus home. But um, <laughs> yeah, we tried though. We we did all right. We did quite a few miles. I think we managed about fifteen twenty miles. Okay, yeah, we're all right. I'll give you that. Yeah, I'll give you that. That's not too bad. That's yeah. not. Yeah. Well, let's keep going. I mean, we we to all intents and purposes, walking towards the edge of the grid, and there is. Well, there's nothing now but fields, uh, which is which is a nice place to be. It's, it's not always that good if you just try to describe what's around you on the radio because I can see fields and trees. But it's it's the point of getting out here, and I would encourage you to do it. If you drive up Fisco for any reason, park your car up, get out of the car. You see those little public footpath signs? Get out of your car, park it up, or even if you were if you were Johnny, maybe don't even buy a car in the first place. Cycle out here like we did and uh, you'll be a bit out of breath but you'll feel all the better for it and take a walk out here and I, I guarantee I guarantee it's going to be it's going to do the world a good now we're just uh, we're taking a walk to the edge of the grid and we're walking back and we've just seen a, a, a tree that well it's perfect for climbing this is a climbing tree um, it's, it's even got a branch that lowers down and invites you on and says hello Coming on me. I thought when Johnny approached this tree just now, that's exactly what he was doing. I thought he was going to test it out, have a bit of a climb, have a bit of a see how high he could get up it. But do you know what he did? Do you know what he did? He sat down. He sat down on the tree that was inviting him to climb up it. He sat down. And very soon, Johnny, this is a sign I think that you'll be leaving the city and heading <laughs> to Jerry Willingham. <laughs> <laughs> this is, you know, I, I, okay, I was, I was probably not as 
positive as I could have been when you asked me what I thought of the place. It's, it is nice here, it's very nice. But to me this is what the countryside is, it's a place to come and visit and ramble and have a walk around and then go home again and leave it because <laughs> if everyone comes and lives out here it won't look like this anymore. You know, the more people, um, you know, we've been to places like Cherry Willingham where there are huge amounts of houses being built, new builds, show homes everywhere and that's gradually encroaching on this very countryside that we've come here to look at. And so, you know, to me, if you like the countryside, keep out of it as often as possible. Leave it as empty and clear and natural as possible. Don't build houses on it. And, uh, you know, just come and visit every now and again and do as little damage to it as possible in the process. Uh, yeah, I think probably what I am enjoying here is, apart from the fact that you're here, which, you know, all present company accepted, is there is nobody else here. Uh, and that's the absolute attraction for me. This is... Uh, Following our, our visit to Burton Village, I've been, I've been out and done a, a, a couple of rambles because I just wanted to get out there, breathe the fresh air of the countryside and ignore everybody. You know, leave your phone at home and uh, uh, and just... <laughs> oh no, I was about to say be at one with nature. Stop me. <laughs> Somebody stop me, please. Uh, but there... <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's quite a... That's a self-realisation, Johnny. You know, sometimes it can take a little walk like this to, to realise that you need to stop talking like a prat. So, taking a walk down to uh, All Saints Church, which is just attached to uh, Greetwell Hall, um, which is splendid, absolutely splendid is the, is the right terminology for that building. It's absolutely gorgeous, uh, and the same here with the with the church. Now, again, you know, I think I did a little bit of internet research, Johnny. You know, my usual my usual one page of Google, and uh, I think this is certainly you can tell it's been rebuilt at some point or other. You can tell where, where some of the old stone is and some of the the new stone goes right, certainly right to the back there. Looks. Uh, reasonably new um, but again it's, a, it's such a nice place to be now I, I again the second time in this series that we've been to a church building in the middle of nowhere and I expect it to be open don't know why I expect it to be open uh, I just do I expect you to be able to, to walk in I think I've I've done that there's a lovely old church building in the middle of a field in the middle of nowhere um, heading out towards Ragby and I'm not going to tell you where it is because you'll, you'll spoil it but um you can just walk in there and it's lovely you're gonna, you know you can have a, a sit down and a mull over things and it's really really nice um and i was kind of half expecting uh that we'd be able to do that today but now the gates are locked and there and it's sure and probably not you know for very good reason you know they, they perhaps want to keep the place secure uh people do go around uh nicking stuff but uh but it's a it's a very nice place to be and i tell you what johnny there is a a bench just there um and i've got a biscuit i've got a couple of biscuits in my pocket I'm going to sit down and eat those biscuits, which isn't riveting radio or indeed podcast listening. Right. Um, but we can only report on what's happening, and that is what's happening. Right. Do I get a biscuit? Yes. It's um, a very lovely place to sit and and eat your biscuits as we look at we can see washing brew in the background but I'm not even letting that bother me um, it's uh, you know just let, let them be it's, it's, it's quite a peculiar place to sit in I suppose in a graveyard but the view we've got is very nice beyond the graveyard uh, horses look at those horses just uh, left out to fallow in the fields there that's nice mm. isn't it and, uh, I'm quite amazed that uh, I'm just looking at a gravestone here someone uh, uh, John Blissett memory of John Blissett uh, who departed this life in, uh, in 1796 aged Age fifty-five, seventeen ninety-six. I still can't get that. That that kind of thing just doesn't compute to me as to as to you know that that have been something here then. Washington wouldn't have been, and it might have been 
all the better for it. Mm. Yeah, there's um, gravestone of a woman over there, born 1908, died 2006. She, she saw a hell of a lot of change in her life, didn't she? Yeah. Think about it, she saw, she saw Winston Churchill and she saw Justin Bieber. <laughs> Yeah. I bet she preferred Justin Bieber. Mm. Yeah, I bet she did. <laughs> she was a believer. <laughs> no, I've, I've heard that a couple of times since we've, we've edited it and there's things like Johnny still makes me laugh when you said that about Justin Bieber. And also, what, what actually makes me chuckle more is the fact that you know what a believer is. Yeah, I, I, well, I am one, so obviously <laughs> I, I, know, I know what it is. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the, the, the Justin boy. Yeah, well, do you know what? It's one of these things where I, I, I shouldn't particularly like him or whatever, you know, he's not, obviously not, not aimed at me. But when loads and loads and loads and loads of people really sort of dislike someone, then that always makes me like him a bit more, I think, really. So, yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, but, Contrary. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Beggars, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Antagonistic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, and also, Johnny, I'm, I'm a very, you know, good vibe today. There was no insult to you on, on the uh, on the introduction to the programme. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I, nice. I, I do spend half a day trying to script, usually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, a huge amount of my time is is, is wasted on that. But I used, to, I used to think, well, it's for the programme's sake, uh, and, and it's top of the shop, you should do it. Um, but now I just sit down and watch This Morning instead, and life's got a lot better, to be honest with you. Um, but also, a very good point you made in there about visiting the, the countryside, uh, about, you know, it's, it's there to be appreciated, not necessarily to move to. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And so I like this grid as well, although, you know, I wasn't as, as, as positive as I might have been in that. Maybe sometimes it's just your tone. It, I think it probably is, <laughs> yeah. I think that's just my voice. I mean, that's, that's just how I am. But um, it's, it's like when people say, to, you know, they look at me and say, what's wrong? And uh, nothing, yeah, yeah. it's my face. Cheer up might never happen. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm fine. But, uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I very much believe that, that, you know, the countryside is, is for farming, it's for growing our food, it's for, you know... It's to be looked at and to be admired and to be beautiful, not necessarily for, you know, an office manager who works in the middle of Lincoln to choose to live out there because he's watched too many episodes of, you know, relocation, relocation. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Um, okay. Well, after all that positiveness, mm. uh, which isn't a word, is it? Uh, positivity, I think, is the word you're looking mm, okay. for. Okay. After all that positiveness, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to knock you here because I think oh, here during, I know, during that report there, uh, and I think that's glorifying it, calling it a report. But <laughs> during that, I, I, I kind of, I, listening back, I think I let you go quite easily with the Viking Way thing. Although, you know, you, you, your, your lovely wife, Jenny, is not here to defend herself. And I, I, no. st- I kind of believe that she's got a bit more stamina than you, maybe a bit more. Um, I, I think she strives to achieve things, uh, you know, perhaps uh, <laughs> uh, perhaps more than you. Although, I, I, know, I know, I don't know, I suppose you do have this idea of completing it. You remember when we were coming up with the, uh, the concept of Lincoln A to Z and you actually wanted to do every grid square uh, on the Lincoln A to Z. Thank God we didn't do that. Yeah. Than just 52. <laughs> uh, but herein, herein lies madness. But yeah, you gave up far too quickly on that Viking way. Yeah, it, it was very definitely, Jenny, there was a pub on the horizon and, I, you know, you know me, mm-hmm. I would not stop. <laughs> yeah, within sight of a pub, but um, yeah, she'd she'd had enough. It was her idea in the first place as well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, we, we we gave it a fair go. Yeah, but you see, just the way you sat down on that climbing tree, that tree that was uh, just asking, it was it was it was like holding it down. It was like a tree in the Harry Potter films, which I know you you've not watched, have you? Because you're mm, an adult. I've seen. I've been forced to watch the odd one. Have you? Yeah. Oh, you seen that tree? The tree that bends down and moves. It was like inviting you up and stepping on it, and you sat your big bum on it. Well, I, I like a sit down. What can I say? It's... I, I think we can tell. I think yeah. we can tell. 
I'm sitting down right now. It's nice. <laughs> yeah, you, you sit down. And I webcam viewers for anyone who uh, <laughs> who, who likes to use the webcam uh, will see that I always uh, stand up and present. I think it gives a a certain vitality. I just can't sit down and do it. Whereas uh, I think you well. You know, I, I have to wheel you around in that chair you're on, don't I? Yeah, but I still bring a, a vibrancy and an energy to my, my input, I think. Yes. Lincoln A to Z. Uh, now, as you'll have heard, uh, we enjoyed our grid visit. Uh, but what we didn't realise while we were there is just how much history we were treading on. Here's Joe Hughes from the Lincolnshire Archive to tell us more. The area of this week's grid square includes Greetwell, a small parish with a few buildings and a parish church set amidst the fields on the north bank of the River Witham. Don't be fooled by the relative sparsity of dwellings around here, though. That Victorian railway line which cuts through the grid square on its way to Market Raisin may rush its passengers through quiet fields today, but look closely at those fields, either side of the tracks. Look at the grassy lumps and bumps. They're not natural. You're looking at the ghostly remains of a thriving medieval village with streets, homes, a manor house, a vicarage, quarries, animal enclosures, even a causeway down to a ferry to take you across the river to Washingborough. The name Greetwell originally meant gravelly well or stream, which suggests a supply of fresh water significant enough to give the settlement its name. This area seems to have provided a comfortable home for man since prehistoric times. Bronze Age and Iron Age earthworks and artefacts have been found here, showing how earliest tribes made use of this gently sloping, south-facing bank of the Witham, a bountiful river whose seasonal floods nourished the meadows to fatten cattle, which provided the settlements on its shores with a larder and reeds for baskets an important trade and transport network, as well as a sacred portal to the river gods. Loads of ancient votive offerings have been found in the Witham round here, ranging from dress pins, swords, daggers, human skulls, entire boats, and, of course, the incomparable bronze Witham shield now residing in the British Museum. The community here flourished on and off throughout the centuries, reaching its peak in 1603, when the population exceeded a 100, under the watchful eye of the Dallison family, who lived on and owned the Greetwell estate from the 1560s. The departure of the Dallisons coincided with a steady decrease in the village's population. Whilst Lincolnshire has more than its fair share of deserted villages, which stand testament to the harsh ravages of medieval disease and economic decline, it seems that the old village of Greetwell survived long after other villages had been abandoned, only to fall victim to another wave of change which was steadily sweeping across much of the country from the Tudor period reaching its peak during the 18th and 19th centuries, and this time it wasn't disease. After centuries of comparatively stable population figures, the desire by the Greetwell landowners to maximise agricultural productivity in the parish saw them reorganise this ancient landscape, enclosing the common land by Act of Parliament into private parcels for a relatively privileged few. Villagers whose forefathers had grazed their animals or tilled the massive open fields for centuries were now being effectively squeezed off what had been productive common land onto the less fertile margins until they were forced to move elsewhere. At the Lincolnshire Archives we have the Greetwell Tithe Map of 1848, which shows the division of the parish into these new, smaller fields. Even after the residents left, this area still saw a lot of industrial activity from the mid-19th century, lying as it does on a band of ironstone, which runs through the county roughly from Grantham up to Scunthorpe. Found amongst the layers of limestone, Ironstone was quarried to extract the all-important iron ore, and this area was a source of national importance, with the vast Greetwell Hollow quarry further west towards Lincoln, only ceasing to quarry ironstone in the early 20th century. It was still quarrying limestone until 2003. Back in our grid square, as well as the medieval earthworks, there are trackways and hollows in the grass which describe the sites of the old ironstone quarries and mineral trackways. 
All that's left above ground now of old Greetwell is the church which served its flock for so long and the gentle undulations of Greetwell's equally undulating, many-layered history. So thanks, as always, to Joe Hughes, but particularly uh, for this episode, how fascinating was that to hear uh, what Johnny and I were walking around on uh, talking about trees. Lincoln, A to Z, V9. Time now to go back to the V9 grid for the second part of our visit. If you've heard any of our radio programmes or podcasts, you'll know that some of these grids have personal memories for Johnny and I, and none more so than V9. I'm personally uh, really, uh, really chuffed that we came to this grid and found and found something that I that I liked about it, um, Greetwell Hall Farm. Because I think, I mean, actually, after after doing a bit of a research of where this grid is just before we come out, my usual one page of research, um, I had a look on Google Maps and uh, well, it it kind of filled me with horror, and I really wasn't looking forward to uh, to being here. This is uh, a, a lane, a rat run, uh, comes off. Uh, Greetwell Road, uh, I think it's called Greetwell Lane, takes you up to Hawthorne Road all that way anyway. Um, and it is, it's, it's, it's a little rat run, you drive down here pretty fast if you can, if you want to try and beat the traffic somewhere or uh, get somewhere in a rush. And a lot of the time that feels like driving through a farmer's field. Now, um, a few years back now, um, this was this was the end point for uh, uh, a mate of mine, Spike. I used to work with Spike. Spike was a larger than life character. Uh, and I mean that in every sense of the word. Um, uh, and uh, a great bloke always helped me out and, uh, and this is where he lost his life just on this junction here uh, in, a, in a car accident with his mate Mally uh, and I've just seen you know, this is the first I think this is even the first time I've been down this road since since then not because I was particularly avoiding it just because it, I've had no business out here um, and they've got a very really nice uh, and respectful uh, cross on the on the wall there dedicated to Spike and Mally um, I'm really pleased it's there uh, and I miss the old fruit As we walk down Greetwell Lane, it now feels like you're on farmland, doesn't it, Johnny? Like you're, uh, like you shouldn't be. It doesn't really feel like a, a public road. And looking at the state of the road as well, uh, with a lot of potholes in, it's, it's not. You know, it just looks like a farm track, really. It is. This is this is very rural, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, well, it's, it's really uncomfortable. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, I, I always like that. So, <laughs> really, you should move to Nottingham. Um, so, so looking at it, we've walked past a barn though, but then something that makes it far less rural is a mobile phone mast, uh, which uh, takes away a little bit of the serenity of the area. There's a, uh, a quite a curious sight in a, a signpost, uh, which is basically a wooden board and a wooden pole, uh, and three sheets of A4 stapled to it. Um, now I'm going to suggest, Johnny, that we're out in the countryside. Um, that on those three sheets of A4, this is not going to be positive. It's not going to say, uh, "Welcome here, um, do what you like, and have fun, and here's uh, here's, a, here's a free sherry." It's not going to say that to us, is it? Uh, no, it's the the highways uh, and their acquisition of land. Just like this, Eastern Bypass. We're going to be involved in the Eastern Bypass. Yeah. So we've we've stumbled upon an acquisition of land act, 1981. Now this is, believe me, this is as thrilling as it sounds. Uh, but the, I, I suppose underneath this there is something where this is the eastern bypass. This is this is a a, a, 
public notice. And you know, there's three pages there. I'm not going to read any of that. No one's going to read any of that. You're going to drive down this lane as quickly as you can. Uh, then, then aren't the council then just going to say, well, we put a sign up. But no, I, I'm stood in front of it now and I, I can't even be bothered to read it. It's just, it's, it's, it's written in language. I tell, you, tell you what that is, that right? People go to university to learn that language. Like they go to university to learn engineering language, mathematics languages. Or they, they, they're all languages, the universities. Teach people just a different way of talking rather than actual layman's talk, the way people should talk like you and I. Or yeah. should I say, me and you. Because they should just talk normally they should write down there what they mean in language I understand and they should do it in a paragraph or more other than that I'm not interested yeah I think they're also that that same you know university course that these highways engineers go on probably teaches them to think differently as well uh, it teaches <laughs> them a, a way of thinking that they could stand here in the middle of this beautiful countryside and think you know what that really needs right through the <laughs> middle of it is a nice big strip of tarmac that ultimately won't actually do the thing it's meant to do um, and yeah, I, it's, it's a way of thinking I have trouble with. <laughs> it is. It is. It, it would be. It, it's going to be such a shame. You know, there'll be people listening to this that desperately feel we need an eastern bypass. I'm not convinced by it. Uh, I, I think just think we need less cars on the road, or you know, people need to make uh, better decisions about that. I'm not going to start Johnny off on this. I'm really not, uh, because I don't want to make this grid. Well, do you know what I was going to say? I don't want to make this grid about this, but it's not up to me, is it? That's what's happening to this grid. And deciding whether we can walk down a public bridleway or not is, uh, is, is not going to be a decision probably we're going to be able to make in the future because uh, if we do, we'll probably get run over by a big lorry. And that won't be any fun. And I, do you know what? I think with this, uh, the listeners are going to enjoy this because we're going to leave that there. I think we said everything we, we need to say on that. There's, there's nothing really further on the Eastern Bypass. We've got a, a grid uh, coming up in uh, in a future series now because we know it's not coming up in this one, uh, which is pretty much only got the proposed road of the, <laughs> the Eastern Bypass coming through. So there'll be plenty to say there if we feel at the time it needs saying. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll leave that at that. Lincoln A to Z. A question of Lincoln. The bells of Lincoln Cathedral chiming can mean only one thing. Here at Siren FM, it's time for a question of Lincoln. Uh, so we'll go straight into it this week. Uh, Johnny, are you going to go first? Yeah, I'll go first this week. Nice, uh, nice easy one for you. Very good. The respected actor, Sir Patrick Stewart, is <laughs> probably best known for his roles in X Men uh-huh. and Star Trek: The Next Generation. And, and some Shakespeare stuff he's done as well. Yeah. Uh, he was a voice of something in The Simpsons as well, I can't quite remember. Anyway, Carol. Yeah, that, like, that's, that's the main thing he's famous for. Yeah. Um, but he actually made his debut as a professional actor. Oh, really? Right here in Lincoln. Oh, at really? the Theatre Royal, yeah. Wow. I hope this is true. I, f- I found this online. I hope it's true. <laughs> uh, it must be true because they were quite specific. They, they said which play he first appeared in, so that's what I'm asking you tonight. Okay. In which play did he make his professional debut right here in Lincoln? Was it A? Treasure Island. Is that a play? But yeah, I think it's a book, isn't it? It could be. Do you know what? Oh. You can turn books into plays. I you can. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. At least one more of these is also a book. As well. So is it A. Treasure Island, B. Macbeth, yeah. or C. Great Expectations? Your time starts now. Oh crikey! Uh, 
Okay, well, Macbeth, uh, Macbeth, Macbeth, Macbeth is the uh, the Scottish play, isn't the it? Scot- yeah, Macbeth. yeah. You're not meant to say it Macbeth. if you're in showbiz like we yeah. are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great expectations. Great expectations. You're saying. Yeah. I think you'll find <coughs> that's wrong. No, no, it was Treasure Island. That's so it was definitely a play. <laughs> Do you know what? While I was while I was saying those words, Macbeth repeatedly over. I was thinking, oh yeah, the stunned look on your face when you said it. <laughs> Did I want to go for that? And then no, no, never mind. Right, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Um, last week we heard the uh, the sad news that Tony Benn had passed away. Now Tony had connections to Lincoln, as the local press scrambled around last week to inform us of. Uh, he was an honorary doctorate at the University of Lincoln, uh, and he also came to the city to be part of the opening of Speaker's Corner uh, in September 2010. Now, Tony reminded the large crowd that throughout history, progress and reforms had been secured by people who spoke out against injustice and demanded their rights. How have changes come about, he said. They have come about because people thought what was going on was wrong. They organized and complained to get them put right. And that's how progress is always made. Never believe those who say it cannot be done. Now, Johnny Lee Hall, my extremely trivial question of Lincoln to you, (laughs) following that dynamic speech, is how many other speakers' corners in the UK are there? Oh, good God. Okay. That's a good question. Thank you. Mm. Uh, 29 programmes in, and this is the first time you said that to me. Yeah, well, it's the first time you've asked a good question. (laughs) Is it A... Five, B, fifteen, or C, twenty-five. Ten seconds. Well, I mean, there's, there's obviously the one down in London in Hyde Park. Is it Hyde Park? Um, and there's the one here in Lincoln. Lincoln isn't that big a place, so you wouldn't think it'd be. Uh, the cogs are about to fall off, aren't they? Come on. I know. What, what, what were those options again? Just, just run them by me quick. Five, fifteen, or twenty-five. Oh, yeah, Jeremy Paxman. I'm, I'm going to say fifteen. 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 Oh, you're right. <coughs> oh, no, no, wrong one. <laughs> I, was, I was so surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was so sure I was going to be wrong. You've got right, isn't it? Wow, fantastic. Uh, well, well done, Johnny. Uh, you win. Um, but as we, we haven't even got any food in the studio to fight over this, no, this, no. this uh, in this particular edition of Lincoln A to Z. Um, so I'm, I'm perhaps going to have to buy the drinks later on, aren't I? Never mind. LincolnAtoZ.co.uk. We get to the point of a programme where sometimes I, I, I say I've been messing around on, on social media, as we all do. And uh, my idle thumbs have uh, went on to our, our regular corresponding uh, Facebook site. Uh, it's about Lincoln, and you're probably from Lincoln if. Uh, we were... Because we, this, this program, or this, sorry, not this program, this grid is uh, is really taken up by Greetwell Hall Farm. And we also know that uh, next week, as we look forward to going to South Highcombe, uh, there's a lot of farmland there as well. So we kind of thought, well, we'd link the, t- the, the two together. And Lincolnshire uh, produces a huge amount of food uh, for this country and, uh, and elsewhere. But there are particular delicacies, things uh, that we are renowned for, things that, uh, that are particularly fabulous uh, food-wise coming from Lincoln. Uh, so we thought we'd highlight those. And uh, we've got some, uh, some correspondence uh, here from those. Uh, it's funny, you know, quite a lot of these, um, they're very short you know I sort of said well what Lincolnshire foods should we be most proud of and uh, people put an exclamation mark straight after it so uh, from Sam Berry formerly uh, used to work at uh, Siren FM Sam Berry thanks for getting in touch and uh, plum bread straight with an exclamation mark after <laughs> it uh, okay now this is going to sound very ignorant Johnny I know you uh, I mean we're doing a food item with no food in the studio here this is uh, particularly ridiculous but uh, plum bread it's not just bread with plums in it I've never had it 
Uh, I, I think it is. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's yeah, it's bready and there's plums in it. It's kind of a sweet, <laughs> sweetish kind of bread with plums in it. It's really, really brilliant with cheese. Lovely, lovely with, with a bit of cheese and butter on it. Okay, well, you see, I'm not such a fan of the fruit. Is it? Really? Is it kind of like a dried fruit? Is it? So you would love like. Kind of, yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where you know you think fruit and cheese they go together, but they do. Okay, well, give it a try. I'm telling okay, you, okay. Well, good stuff. Well, you buy it. I'll try it. I'll buy something. I'm not really sure I'm going to like. <laughs> really? yeah, I'll happily buy it, and then I can eat it. Excellent. <laughs> like that episode. Remember that episode where you brought in a load of apples to the studio as prizes for me, but then found out I don't eat apples. Yeah, I enjoyed them. Mm, well done. Um, and uh, just shortly underneath there again. Two exclamation marks this time. All right. Potatoes. Potatoes. Of course, potatoes. Of course, potatoes. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they're the, the, the staple, aren't they? The absolute staple. And uh, some fella from Derbyshire put beans on toast. Now, I think that just sums up Derby. You know, people from... <laughs> well, what uh, comes from Derbyshire? I mean, over the know. water, isn't yeah. it? Well, yeah. uh, lunacy, obviously. And uh, and I, I don't know. You put this on... Your, on this, this was from my personal Facebook account, so I, many apologies. There were... Oh, there were some terrible, cheeky comments there about sausages, which we're not going to go anywhere near on there. Thank you very much, Karen. Um, but <laughs> Ian Strawn, um, Donna meat, chips and cheese from a suitably greasy kebab near the train station post 2am, uh, which I'm not even sure is open anymore, which goes to show his age. Um, but Hayslet, now Johnny, talk oh. to me about Hayslet. You, are you a Hayslet fan? I, I love a bit of Hayslet, yeah. yeah. Now you're going to ask me what's in it now, aren't you? Um, and... I wasn't, no, I was going to oh, say. Well, well, well don't come... ask me that because I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I think there's there's ham in there, and uh, I think there's there's various different uh, meats all mixed in there with some, you know. I'm, I'm a bit lost. I'm, we're gonna have to research this. Mm-hmm. I think. Aren't yeah, we? yeah. But we taste a little bit spicy as well. It's it? a, yeah, think. there's a little bit of spice in leaves, there. Yeah. Uh, leaves leaves an ash for the taste. But yeah. uh, no, what the question I was gonna ask you is: Do you say? Or, and actually, you've said it a couple of times, mm. so I already know. But some some people say Hazlitt. Mm, those are those are just yeah. odd people. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no. Yeah. I, I learned it from my granddad, who was a proper Lincolnshire man. You know, farm labour out in the wilds of Lincolnshire. Okay, he so said we can, Aislet, so I say. Aislet. Okay, so we can officially say that now. We can, you know, we, yeah, that, uh, that's official. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, uh, uh, just like we know that uh, Cherry Williams is better than Reefham. It's absolutely, official. Yeah. It's yeah. absolutely official. Yeah. Uh, okay, right. So uh, poachers cheese as well, because people are saying here more people are go, uh, going on and on about that plum bread, uh, but some people are trying to add Michelle here. She's saying they're plum bread with poachers cheese. Now oh, you've mentioned cheese, so poachers mm. cheese. What, what what what's that? Is that made out of the Lincolnshire poacher who is the official Lincoln City mascot? Um, not quite. No, I think it's, it's a it's a company somewhere in Lincolnshire. Um, again, we need to research this a bit more. I think, um, but it's uh, it's a very very nice um, producer of local cheese. They produce various different flavors. It's not it's not just a cheese. There's lots of different varieties of it, and uh, it's very very nice. Okay, and Mark from It's About Lincoln uh, tells us stuffed chine. Ah, stuffed uh, chine. Look at look at yes. my look at my face. <laughs> it's blank, isn't it? It's that as is. vacant as it usually is. But even more so, I would say. What what's a chine? Tell me what a chine is, and why would you stuff it? Well, you know, I, I don't know why it's called that. It's kind of it's it's ham with um, ah, kind well, of herbs so in it. It's where am I going next? Why not just call it ham? We've already talked today about engineers, mathematicians, people using special languages, and now it's creeping into the food industry. Hmm. Stuffed ham. But this is this is a very old traditional Lincolnshire. This isn't some modern marketing person who's called it that <laughs> this is this is what it's always been known as again i got this from my granddad uh, he was he was very big on stuffed chine 
And um, yeah, I say oh, I've got a bit of a taste for it myself. Oh, this is making me hungry. Um, and Mark also suggests, uh, as well as the plum loaf, obviously, and uh, and sausages. Thanks, uh, thanks. For that. Most people say sausages, of course. Uh, pickled samphire. Now I checked that to see if it was a typo, didn't I? Because mm. I, I said uh, just while the uh, the last song was playing, I said uh, pickled samphire must be sapphire must be <laughs> a typo or a spelling mistake. No, pickled samphire. Uh, and you didn't know what this was, did no, you? No, new one on me. Now, so what I showed you that it was. Uh, Looked like an experiment gone wrong in a jar, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it uh, was like. But yeah. when served up on a plate, well, you know, so when it's in the jar and it's pickled state, it looks awful. When spread out on a plate uh, next to some ham, I don't know that might that might well have been stuffed giant. I don't know. Um, it looked very much like asparagus and very very nice. I wonder if it makes your, uh, wonder if it makes your wee smell <laughs> uh, like asparagus does. It's, yeah, it's quite possible, isn't it? I've never tried that. Again, I've no idea where we'd get that from. That sounds very speciality. Okay, so uh, I think the message here is that we're going to go out, we're going to go shopping, and this time next week the studio will be full of food and uh, you and I will be munching our way through it. Absolutely, that That sounds like a plan to me. It does sound like a great plan. Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. Find us on Twitter at Lincoln A to Z. Now, where we're discussing... Uh, earlier on in the program about foods and uh, famous foods from Lincolnshire, foods we should be be proud of, uh, as well as the obvious. You know, apart from the obvious uh, uh, sausage, I was uh, discovering some foods, and uh, you know, I was wondering just now about how that sounded. Whether I was trying to uh, play dumb, uh, but believe me, I am that ignorant when it comes to uh, certainly when it comes to food, anyway, and uh, quite a lot of other subjects. Uh, but one subject uh, that uh, the Lincoln A to Z team don't always shy away from. Uh, is the is the beer and a, a lot of the uh, mentions we got from you're probably from Lincoln If the pra- the Facebook page that is over eight thousand people belong to that group uh, Johnny which is uh, I know I noticed this week more than another media a local media uh, output which I think is a, a, a real fantastic achievement and well. uh, uh, so over eight thousand people so we we put on there something about uh, beer and uh, as always a huge response you know I I haven't got enough paper to print this out but uh, we've got a selection over there Johnny. Yeah, it, it seems you can get very, very drunk without ever having to leave the county of Lincolnshire by the <laughs> results of this. Uh, Jim Welsh says, uh, Bateman's for certain, XXXB and Dark Lord are personal favourites. Um, Stephen James Curley says, Grantham's Aldershaw Brewery knocks out good stuff, Cascade in particular, and I, I know I've had that at various beer festivals. It's very, very nice stuff. Um, Sleeper Brewery does all right, uh, yet to settle on a favourite for that one. And uh, again, he says, uh, Batesman's XB and Yellowbelly. Okay, now I mean, th- this really could either be uh, correspondence from the Facebook group, you're probably from Lincoln If, or this could well be your shopping list, couldn't it? I mean, this is the kind of, uh, I mean, you you eat, you drink beer with a knife and fork with this kind of stuff, don't you? I, I, I like a real ale, yeah. 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 I appreciate a good beer. Uh, maybe it's something that comes with age, maybe it's because I've got a bit of a beard going on. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, uh, yeah, 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 I mean, th- there is that. You do have that sort of uh, clip-on beard effect uh, that, 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 that comes with you. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, some of these things, I, it's, it's the maltiness in them, I think, it's, um, which probably goes to why I don't... Do you, I mean, do you like a whiskey, Johnny? I, I love a whiskey. Exactly. Absolutely. Now, yeah. last time I had whiskey uh, was uh, my stank do, and I was sick through my nose uh, because of the uh, the quantity forced upon me. Uh, we, you know, we did that. Hey, before Facebook got involved with the uh, with the videos, uh, we were doing that when we were <laughs> when we were young. Um, but um, so was, I know these beers. When you say there, you go to a, a festival. If I I've been to these sort of beer festivals, I turn up and I ask for some kind of uh, fizzy Australian lager. They look at me, you know, as if I've got two heads. 
Well, they would do. That's not the point of a festival, is it? The point of a festival, I think, yes. is to go along and you get a little menu that's got the list of all the beers and you try and work your way right the way through the whole menu. That That's what a beer festival is for, I think. But if I get... To, uh, later on, that's going to be fine, okay? After you've mm. had a couple, uh, you, you know, it, it doesn't matter what you're drinking, does it? You know, your hairspray or anything. But earlier on, you, you, taste matters. Early on in the night, taste matters. And I, I look at, through that list and most of it repulses me I've got, to, I've, got, I've got to say it's just that, that taste it, it makes I pull a face like when you give a baby wine you know it's, it's just that like that grueling face and getting to the bottom of that pint is just oh, it's awful well there's a lot of people disagree with you James Bride um, suggests Tom Woods Bomber County and uh, Newbie Wick do some great beers uh, Christine Burston says Yellow Belly for me it's lush our local has it and it's a Bateman's pub uh, Gerald Howden says Bateman's exclamation mark another exclamation, exclamation mark yeah, there you go exclamation marks, yeah. I was born within the smell of an extractor fan from a Bateman's pub which oh. must have been lovely and Linda Jones says I agree I've yet to find a bad pint of Bateman's and God knows I've tried I <laughs> certainly have as well Linda it's, yeah. it's, it's hard isn't it yeah well, yeah, that tells a story doesn't it that tells a story <laughs> uh, yeah it does uh, the names there the names, I, I, I've got to say, the, the one thing I do like about these are, are, are the names, the Dark Lord. You know, going and asking for a pint <laughs> of Dark Lord is, uh, is, is a, a fantastic thing rather than a, a generic, fizzy Australian beer, isn't it? They are, they're great names. And they've all got individual logos, individual little art bits of artwork on the, on the beer clips, on the, the pump clips. Yeah, and a story um, and a heritage behind it. I get all that. Yeah. Do you think this is going to come with age? I'm 37 now. Let's, let's throw our cards on the table. You're... Uh, much old, no, a little older than me, <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm, I'm just hoping that, that that kind of appreciation does come uh, does come with age. It's like fruit and things, you know. I do try these things from time to time, but yeah. I, I'm just not up to it. Well, maybe you know what we need to do is rather than talking about this and reading people's suggestions, we need to actually try some of this stuff. Okay. So I, I reckon next week we should bring well, in some of this stuff, as well as the food, as well as the food. We're bringing some beer as well. Okay. Um, you know, we're normally not allowed beer in the studio, but I think that there might be a special dispensation. Well, it's content, isn't it? I mean, it's actually It is, content. absolutely, yeah. This this is editorial. We have to have the beer in the studio. Um, so, well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, unlike, uh, you know, uh, Jeff and Ian on the, uh, on the breakfast show bringing in their home-brewed poaching. Uh, yeah, know, if, they, yeah. if they can do it, then, yeah, yeah, yeah so then can we. So can we. Right, hmm. okay, Johnny, you're a genius. Mark that down as the uh, the 29th episode that Paul Tyler said that to Johnny Hall because it may never happen uh, again. Uh, okay, Uh Time now to hear from a man who's not always shy of a pint or two. Um, it's, our smoker, <laughs> it's our spoken wordsmith of Lincoln A to Z, Trevor Davis, and he likes to truck. V9, Greetwell Hole Farm, or Beyond the Proposed Eastern Bypass. If they aren't careful, the folk that live in Greetwell Hole Farm are going to get cut off when they build the proposed Eastern Bypass assuming they ever start it. These things have a habit of dragging on for years and then getting cancelled, don't they? I only know that because the Lincoln A to Z has the root of the proposed bypass there in thick yellow dotted lines. I've never actually been to the farm myself. TBH, I'd be really surprised if the planners hadn't thought about access roads. It's pretty basic stuff. One assumes that they don't have that much traffic in and out of the farm. Just the odd tractor, the farmer himself in his Range Rover Vogue, and the occasional Eddie Stobart lorry trying to make a TV programme about how exciting it can be to deliver a load of fertiliser down a narrow country lane. Will he be able to turn around at the end of the lane, or is it going to be a three-mile reversing job for driver Eric Jenkins? Cue dramatic music and lashing rain making the job of driving the lorry even more difficult. 
Eric can be reassured that when he finally makes it to the farm, there'll be a bloke there to greet him. It will no doubt be a huge relief that the fertiliser delivery made it in time for the next spray. Though whether they'll be able to get it down in that weather is another thing. Eric declines the offer of a cup of tea. He has other deadlines to meet. He successfully, was there ever any doubt, turns the truck around and heads off into the night to deliver a spare engine part for a fishing smack in Grimsby. Cue more tense build-up music. Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. Johnny, tell me, do where are we going to be next week? Next week is E23, which is uh, South Highcombe, which That's is another South of these Icom. South Highcombe. Sorry, yeah, Johnny, yeah. I'm crashing your vocal, and that's awfully rude. It's uh, really not radio etiquette, but I just needed to make this point, um, which I wasn't sure that you would make. Hmm. I probably underestimated you because I think this might be where you're going. South Highcombe, not North Highcombe. No, no, we wouldn't go there. Quite specifically, yeah. this is. South Highcombe. South Highcombe. And not only that, but the village of South Highcombe. Not even the bit that's kind of tacked on to North Highcombe that isn't really any different yeah, to North yeah. Highcombe. That's this is actually the separate little village. Okay, I'm talking all over you here, Johnny. I do apologise. Okay, so we're actually in the South Highcombe next week. Now, uh, a bit of a forward thinking there. We've already said that we're going to be, well, filling our faces uh, and drinking ourselves uh, stupid over Lincolnshire yeah, Projects yeah. because we know that there's farmland uh, in this area. But what else is in that grid? Well, you're going to have to find out next week uh, I'm particularly uh, looking forward to next week's episode uh, now thank you to everyone involved in putting this together uh, thanks to you John thank you uh, thanks to uh, Treff and also uh, thanks to Joe Hughes from the Lincolnshire Archive